0: With your team, if you find what fuels you, rest when needed, focus on preparation, not worry, and believe that it's possible, you can accomplish what you set out to do. Hey community, this is a little different than our normal podcasts. So I watched the Michael Jordan documentary, as did a lot of our team called The Last Dance. And I put together a presentation that might be helpful for leading teams and being on a team at your church. You can watch The Last Dance in the ESPN app.
1: We drew a play where I was coming to the ball, but I only had time enough to get one dribble and get a jump shot off. We are gonna live and die with that scenario. So I was doing everything I can to get the ball. The inbounds pass comes into Jordan. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Evil. Go The bulls win! They win it!
0: I was twenty-five days old when Michael Jordan won his third championship. When the Bulls won their sixth championship that is focused on in The Last Dance, I was five. Everything I've learned about Jordan, I learned later in life. My love of basketball actually started from Allen Iverson in 2001. Before watching The Last Dance, I knew Jordan was the best. Stories from former players, my family members, clips of games, and articles about his greatness told me MJ was the GOAT. I knew he was dominant. I knew he was 6-0 in the finals. I know his shoes. I know his brand. I know he hasn't been a great owner for the Hornets while watching the Last Dance documentary, I learned a lot more about Jordan the player and the person, his teammates, and his fame. I also learned a lot of lessons about what made MJ different. What made him great, what made him iconic, what drove him and made him stand out. Things that I felt that I could apply to my own life and also to Loop community. So here are five things I learned from the Last Dance. The first is you need a team. Obviously, Michael Jordan couldn't win on his own. Every championship takes a team. But before the last dance, I knew Jordan was a mean teammate. I knew he berated guys during practice, and many teammates didn't like him. I also thought that almost all of the game-winning shots and success of the Bulls was solely due to Jordan. I knew he had Scottie Pippen as a number two, and that Pippen was a great player. But what I didn't realize was how the other players on the team not only played a role, but were crucial to the success of the team. Jordan was resistant to trust anyone but himself, but he had his ways of making sure he could trust his team. He pushed his teammates. He yelled at them. He made them prove that they had the strength to take the weight of a moment and help him win a championship. I actually don't recommend being a teammate exactly like MJ. Most of his former teammates hated him and still do. They understood where he was coming from and they wanted to win, but he often pushed it over the edge. It worked, so it was allowed. But I think we should all want to be teammates like Steve Kerr.
1: I was struggling, and, uh, you know, I was so hard on myself. As a role player, I'd get, you know, five shots a game, and so every shot took on way too much importance. Jordan! Yeah. The Bulls, 86-83! Jazz tied the game with less than two minutes to play. i got to save that pass awesome for three! An enormous shot by Brian Russell. He's tied the game at 86. Phil calls timeout, and Michael knew what was coming. Earlier in the series, in a very similar situation late in the game, John Stockton had come over and doubled him and stolen the ball, which helped seal the win for Utah. He mumbled something like, Steve, Steve, be ready. He knew the camera was always on him. You know, and I'm like oblivious. He comes off. I'll be ready. And then I'm like yelling back, like I'll be ready. I'll be ready. <laughs> I know. If they're gonna double team me, you know Steve's gonna be open. It is Michael Jordan time. Did not have the shot. Second. Kerr hits the big shot. Cranked up the John. 93 comparison. One last chance now for
0: Utah. Without the trust of Jordan that started when Steve Kerr stood up to him in a practice that led to Steve getting punched in the face, Jordan may not have given up the ball, and they probably would have lost. Horace Grant, Dennis Rodman, John Paxson, Steve Kerr, Tony Kukoc, B.J. Armstrong, Bill Cartwright. These are all names that I knew before watching the last dance, but didn't understand the significance of them in Michael Jordan's success. We all have a role to play, in life and at our jobs, on any team we're in. We may not be the face of the company or the face of our worship team or feel like we have the most responsibility. Steve Kerr said he only got five shots a game, so each shot had a lot of weight on it. Some of us only get a few shots, but that doesn't mean they aren't important. It actually means that each shot is even more important than someone who gets to take most of the shots. John Paxson gained MJ's trust during a game when coach Phil Jackson told MJ that John was open every play. Michael passed it, and John hit the game winner. Later in the season, with the NBA Finals on the line, MJ had scored every point in the fourth quarter for the Bulls. All of them. But this happened on the last play. John Paxson nails a three!
1: That's the first score by anybody other than Michael Jordan in the entire fourth quarter! The ball was not supposed to come to me. But... As a player, you're always ready. And for me personally, it was pretty special.
0: I learned that I need to learn my role, commit to my role, and do what it takes to help the team become successful. Steve Kerr and John Paxson could not have won a championship on their own, but neither could Jordan. The second thing I learned is to find what fuels you.
1: Clyde was a threat. You know, I'm not saying he wasn't a threat, but me being compared to him. I, I took offense to that. I'm working for NBC. I'm covering the finals. So the night before game one, we are at Michael's house playing cards. And he said, you know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going to give it to this dude. And the matchup at the start, Michael Jordan facing Clyde Drexler. Jordan. So he hit that first three, and then here come the second one, the third one. Michael didn't want anybody to have nothing over him. Every time he hit the three, he, he glanced over at me at the NBC tape. Here's Jordan from downtown. Did you see that right? indicating can't believe it. An NBA record, 35
0: points. One of the most fascinating things I learned from the last dance was how Michael Jordan fueled and motivated himself. The whole world watched his every move. He was criticized for everything on and off the court. His father was murdered in the middle of his career. He rarely got a moment to himself. It was exhausting. Yet night after night, he continued to put on a show for the world on the court and kept winning. Jordan would use anything as motivation, from knowing that someone in the crowd may only get to see him play once, to something a reporter said or trash talk from a rival. He used it. He remembered it. It didn't matter if it was from during the game he was in or two years prior, he used it. One time, Jordan even told his teammates and the media that a player on an opposing team jokingly said, nice game, to him during a bad performance in a playoff game. He made a big deal out of it, and the following game destroyed the player and won the series. After the game, he told his teammates he made up the story. We often feel exhausted. Whether it's because we're stuck in our houses right now doing the same thing over and over right now, or we're dealing with hard things inside or outside of work, sometimes it's a challenge for me just to get through the day. I focus solely on what exhausts me. We need to find what fuels us. Remember why you're doing what you're doing. Use motivations in your life. Something big, like working hard honors God, working hard pays my bills, or use something small. For example, I really enjoy the feeling of completing tasks. I want to finish things so I can check them off. So I love getting stuff done. Whatever fuels you, use it. The third thing is the importance of rest. Jordan was tired, as I mentioned before. He was so worn out by criticism and long seasons that he actually quit basketball for two years. He needed a break. Many people think that if Jordan played all eight years straight, he would have won eight championships. I don't think so. I think he knew his body and his mind needed the rest. The same thing happened to the Golden State Warriors recently. They went to five straight NBA finals. They won in 2015, barely lost, choked in 2016, One in 2017 and 2018. When they got to the finals in 2019, they seemed exhausted. Kevin Durant got hurt, Clay Thompson got hurt. They couldn't do it against the fresh legs of a Raptors team that had played significantly less games than them over the last four years. Jordan needed rest too. He sought it with two years off, but also during his seasons with golf in his hotel room alone, wherever he could get it. We see Jesus rest in the Bible time and time again. I'm reading a book right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. It focuses on the hurry problem that our culture has. We give ourselves no time to rest and seek God. No time to relax our minds. It's always on to the next thing. Comer talks about Jesus getting away and fasting for 40 days in the wilderness and then having the devil tempt him. Comer says, I thought of the wilderness as the place of weakness. I read it this way. Isn't that so like the devil to come at us at the end of a long day or a long week when we're hangry and at our worst? But then I realized I had it backward. The wilderness isn't the place of weakness. It's the place of strength. Jesus needed to get away to be able to not succumb to temptation. We need to rest our minds. We need to use the time we have to recover. And that doesn't just mean distract ourselves and not work. It means to seek silence and solitude. If we could do this for even 15 minutes a day, more than we already are, it would drastically improve our energy and mental state. So I encourage you to seek out time of solitude and rest. This book, by the way, is great and explains this more in depth. Without rest, Jordan may have won the three championships and then fizzled out or gotten injured, and he would be known as a great player, not the great player. The fourth thing I learned is don't worry about what you haven't done. Listen to this quote that Jordan would say. Allow What he couldn't control to get inside his head. He would say, why would I think about missing a shot I haven't taken yet? This quote hit me. I always worry about what I can't control. I have always worried. I struggle with anxiety. I worry about everything that hasn't happened or even will never happen. This is shown by my six Enneagram type as well. When the coronavirus pandemic started, I spent days thinking about every possible outcome. When my car needs a simple repair, I worry about how I'm ever going to be able to pay off my student loans, afford a house, and have kids. All things that are very much in the future for me, God has under control and not really affected by a $200 car repair. Why would I worry about a shot I haven't taken? Some worry is important. Preparation is a good thing. We can spend so much time worrying about the future in an unhealthy way and letting it consume us that it affects the final outcome. It affects our success. MJ didn't worry. He was driven. He was passionate. He prepared in every way possible. But he didn't worry about a shot he didn't take until after he took it and then stopped worrying after it did or didn't go in. Sometimes when I'm given a project at work, I spend a day worrying about it in my head before I even start it. I'll do every other thing I have assigned to me before I start the hardest task I have, which is also a very six-type thing to do. I think somehow worrying and overanalyzing it will actually make it better. But then I'll spend five minutes working on it and realize I can do it. It's not as bad as I thought, and I actually could do a great job. Continue to prepare like Jordan. Set yourself up as well as you can, and then go for it. At your job, on your worship team, and in all areas of your life. The fifth thing I learned is it starts with hope. Michael Jordan was a kid from North Carolina with a dream to be great. He went to UNC and told his coaches that he was going to be the best. He had hope over and over again to be the best.
1: When I look back, that's very gratifying to come from Wilmington to North Carolina and never been in Chicago. Well, that became my home and became a part of my history. My passion on the basketball court should have been infectious because that's how I tried to play. I played for them. Started with hope. Start with hope.
0: Jordan wanted the team to be great, his city to be great, and himself to be great. He had hope that it was possible. First, it's important to talk about how we have an amazing hope that is in God, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. I've been doing my best to remember this during the pandemic, and now with all of the events of injustice coming to light the last few weeks, it can be hard to have hope, but we must cling to God. So the hope that I learned about in this documentary was more about believing that it's possible to have success and be great. Jordan sought out to be the best basketball player of all time. In doing that, he became bigger than basketball. He brought the NBA to other countries. He changed the way we view athletes as a whole. He accomplished what he wanted to do. None of that would have been possible if at one point he thought, eh, this probably is impossible, or this is too hard, and just gave up. Believing that it's possible is the first step to accomplish anything. I have hope for Loop Community to grow, continue to help churches around the world, and be able to impact the church. Keep having hope and striving to accomplish what you want to accomplish. With your team, if you find what fuels you, rest when needed, focus on preparation, not worry, and believe that it's possible, you can accomplish what you set out to do.
1: When I scoped over the floor, I felt like I can get a jump shot off or I can get all the way to the basket. So it's just a matter of me picking the right time when the attack.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Loop Community Podcast. Music from this episode is brought to you by John Guerra from his album, Little Songs. Make sure you check it out on Apple Music or Spotify. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, leave a review and a rating. It means a lot. We'll see you soon.